But here right now is the man, the world's fastest man, the world's fastest 75-year-old. John Wall, good morning, and uh, well, welcome back to the show. <laughs> good morning, guys. Nice to be here. What a beautiful day. Yeah, stunning day, and you've hit me with the numbers this week. Lay it out for our listeners. You are number one in the world. Number one in the world for the 60 metres, number one in the world for the 100 metres, and number one for, and number one for the uh, 200 metres. So it's pretty much a, a trifecta, if you want to put it that way. And the reason why I was motivated to do this is actually with you, Steve, because the day we ran against each other, which is legendary, I would say, um, you said to me then, if you can beat me over the 60 meters, this is going to be something that we should really trumpet about. So that's why I'm here, because I managed to do it. I managed to beat the legend himself, and here I am. But the reason why I want to do this, when Steve said to me, look, what are you going to be doing? And I said, look, I want the Australian flag to be on the number one of the ranking list. Not the Americans, not the Russians, but the Australians. And fortunately, we've been able to do it. Hey, uh, by the way, I'd be ready for a, for a rematch. Now, the sand looks pretty nice and solid down there. You raced me when I was in full work gear. Like, you know, I had a pair of RM Williams on. <laughs> I had the jeans on, a long shirt. I think if we go and have you know, a rematch then Steve-O could be the short price favourite. I reckon you're absolutely right. I'm not going to buy into this. You guys are the beach kings. No, I am not going to buy into this because I know I'm going to get my tail whipped. Hey, uh, you told me also that when you adjust these times, there's some, there's some kind of age, scientific... Age grading. Yeah, mm. now it's like the Duckworth-Lewis or Pythagoras has come up with this. Now, you're comparable to the times that Usain Bolt do on this age ranking. Yeah, no, that's correct. But uh, this age grouping, age ranking, uh, is an amazing technical device that was developed years and years ago by World Masters Athletics to gauge where you would be if you were running as a 20-year-old, for example. So how they do that, I have no idea, but it's actually a, a technical system that they do. Interestingly, we're talking about Masters Golf. Now, Masters Golf is really interesting, but so is Masters Athletics. Now, can you tell me who you think is the fastest 35-year-old in the world in Masters Athletics. Is that over, a over 100 metres? Rhetorical question? Now, that's a question I guarantee you won't be able to answer because it's none other than Justin Gatlin, who yeah. was second to Usain Bolt in the Olympic Games. Now, he is a Masters athlete and he runs Masters and he holds the record of 997 for the 100 metres. Hey, can you give our listeners some numbers? What, what are you running as a 75-year-old? And I've got to say, you are... Arguably the best 75-year-old getting around. I mean, you're, you're a thoroughbred. There's no doubt. You're a stallion. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Very nice for the compliment. Thank you. Look, eight seconds for the 60 metres at the moment. 14, oh, sorry, 13.9 for the 100 and 27.9 for the 200. But that brings me very close to the world record, which makes me hungry. I want to have the world record for Australia. That's, that's my objective. So this coming winter is going to be huge in terms of uh, strength conditioning development to get me there. Yeah, so you're a two-time world champion. Now, they're not on times. They're actually you know, yeah. a match race overseas, right? Yeah. yeah um, basically, the world championships are conducted every four years, like the Olympic Games. The next world championships are actually in um, Temere in Finland in June. But I won't, be, I won't be competing in those because I'm not ready for it. I'm now coming at the end of my season. 
but the Americans will be there, so I expect that they will tr be trying to jump on my my number one time. I've got a key question. Why won't you be ready? It looks like you're in stellar form. You've already set a whole bunch of benchmarks this year. What's, what's the setback? Um, basically, it's an injury that I'm recovering from, which happened before the 200 metres at the state championships, um, which, which didn't make... Uh, I was unable to run the 200. So I've been having treatment from the legendary Peter Peachy, and he's been working on my, my left leg. So... While it's not 100%, it's probably about 90%, but that won't cut it at World Championships. So you're talking about now you're going into off-season mode, strength and conditioning. So what's the program look like? You know, is it seven days a week? Is it two days a week, three days a week? How often? It's basically seven days a week. I think my schedule, which will knock people out of the park, is my schedule starts basically at six in the morning. Well, I get up and I do a whole program of, of uh, isoflexion and isometric work which is really strength conditioning in a way. Uh, what that does, it creates my, my uh, flexibility program. I then go and I, I will be training twice a day uh, at the gym and in the hydro pool. Now the hydro pool is not just uh, aqua aerobics, it's actually called hy hydro performance. And what that means is that you are actually replicating the running action in a weightless environment, which means that us older people, and certainly anyone, but, but us older athletes, uh, need recovery time, so basically that's what we do, and that's and then that combines with hill climbs, at sand dunes. You know all about sand dunes. I'm sure you sure you do too. Um, so there's a lot of work. The Skillion is another big one where we wear loaded weight vests. Uh, yeah, it, it's not easy. Actually, I went to the hot and cold pools on the Gold Coast during the Australian mm. titles. So you're into a pool that's about 10 or 11 degrees, and then into the warm pool and. Uh, they had a steam room as well, but uh, I found it, it made a massive difference from the first day to the second day in terms of recovery. Absolutely. Like cryogenics, which is the, uh, the new technology that everybody's talking about, and people are athletes, elite athletes, soccer players, rugby players, all using it, is about freezing the muscle tissue and then regenerating it, which, it can, which then means that blood is oxygenated blood is going through the muscles. So you're getting more recovery time very quickly and you're getting rid of lactic acidosis, which is that lactic heavy weight feeling in the muscles that you get. So it's about, uh, I'm interesting you say that the pool there in, in Queensland, in uh, Moree, have you heard of the Moree Ponds? Burko has. Yeah, been there, been there, yeah. Been there? Yep. Yeah, okay, so you'll know then that the, uh, when I was in New Zealand competing at the um, Pan Pacific Games in New Zealand, actually, yeah, Pan Pacific, um, what happened was two weeks before that I pulled my hammy at the state relay championships and it was a grade one tear which meant that I was going to be out of action for six to eight weeks but uh, we went to New Zealand anyway and got into the thermal pools there as you've, you've probably yep. been in, involved in that and what that is it's got colloidal minerals in it which is colloidal silver and colloidal gold which actually stimulates all of the cell mitochondria in your body. So it's a full restoration process for your muscles. So I had bruises all the way, all the way up from my, my, virtually from my knees up to my, the top of my calf, uh, of my uh, hammy. And it looked like there was no way that I could actually get back. And what we did then, we went to the pools and we did hot, cold, hot, cold that we talked about. And I got out and I won the 60, the one and the two again. So I was very fortunate but I wouldn't have been able to do it unless I was in New Zealand for the thermal pools. 